You're diving into Vision 20 editing. New company with their services providing video editing to get your video perfect and exactly the way you guys are looking for. They also do audio mastering where they're going to take your audio and get crisp and clear. They're bringing your vision to life. That is right at Vision 20 Editing. We want to make sure that your vision comes to life in the way you want it. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Vision 20 Studios. Now let's get back to the True North Race. I'm Megan Mitchell. This is my co-host, John Morrison. And you, yeah you, <laughs> are listening to the True North Race podcast. Time to strap in, pull those belts, and get ready for an action-packed episode of the True North Racing Podcast. Are you ready to unmask? Uh, I mean, unhelmet your favorite racers? Get ready for the most fun you'll have outside the racetrack to get you ready for the next race. You're listening to John Morrison and Megan Mitchell, and this is the True North Racing Podcast. Alright guys, we are doing a crossover episode tonight. This was a very last minute decision to uh, bring Brandon Feeney on. I We didn't get a chance to talk to our original guest on the weekend, but uh, we're doing a Feeney Call, True North Racing Podcast, crossover episode featuring the host of the Feeney Call, Brandon Feeney. Brandon, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? How about how are you? I'm doing alright. Uh, how's how is your season? How, how are you feeling after the season's over? Um, it's a little bit bittersweet because uh, running the last season that uh, I foresee me doing in a while. There's a few sponsors that are talking about funding me for next year, so I don't retire. But um, I'm always skeptical when it comes to that kind of stuff because I've had a bunch back out after promising and stuff. So I just don't keep high hopes for that kind of stuff anymore. But that's understandable. Uh. It was uh we we were up at sunset on Sunday and it, I'm gonna tell you this man, it was weird seeing both your cars up there, and knowing you weren't there. I, that's why I heard. So like Cam was messaging me too, from the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. He goes, you know, we're just watching video and it's not your name being called. I'm like, well, did they at least do well? <laughs> like, so I think I think your Superstock finished. I think fifth. I think he said he was in the top 10, but unless there's lap down cars, well, he was running up in the top five and they said he got throttle happy. Oh, okay. But no, it was, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's weird seeing you step away, but, uh, why don't you tell us, you've already been talking about it. I've been doing a very piss poor job of, of not promoting it like I should be, but why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what you got going on over there at Peterborough Speedway leading up to autumn colors in just a couple weeks. All right, so I'm assuming you're talking about the lap sponsorships. Absolutely. Um, so we have, I have bitten off probably more than I could chew by taking on four classes. And that's uh, the bone stock division, the mini stock division, the super stock division, and the late model division or pro late model division. Um, so for the, the bone stocks, you can sponsor a lap for $20. Mini stocks, $30. Um Super stocks forty dollars and the pro limo is fifty dollars, or you can do a one lap package of one lap and everything for like a hundred and forty dollars. I think it is. Yep. Uh, um. So not only am I doing this to help raise money for the drivers, but uh, 
with this, I'm also doing, if we can sell like half the, the pro late race, I'm going to be doing a grab bag giveaway, which includes a wristband and stuff like that to get into the pits for the weekend. And uh, we've had some other donations come in, like a couple hats, lanyards, and I've got a tumbler and stuff in there. I'll probably steal something from you. I was going to say, let me know. I'll send you over a couple shirts. Wait, wait, you have shirts in stock? I have your shirt. I just haven't seen you. <laughs> it's literally sitting like in a bag. The bag's behind me, okay? It's just behind the tr- the hauler over here. Do you, do you see what's up why here? Is Pete's right card not on. Yeah, why is Pete's card not on top of his hauler? Because it would fall right off. Oh, okay. That that should be something you should work on, like as a display, like something that can sit the hauler with the car on top of it. Right. Or like, like oh, you know what you should do? Build a lift gate at the back. <laughs> so like, it looks like I, it's being unloaded. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, but no, like it's a, uh, it's awesome that you're doing this for a lot of the drivers to help bump up the person like i said i'm I'll, I'll send you over a couple t-shirts um maybe i'll just get them straight straight uh mailed straight to you so that way there's no delay like i'm getting your sh- like i have your shirt it's ready for you it's just here i'm sure we'll with the playoffs coming here we're gonna bump into each other at I'm, the tracks pretty I'm, soon i don't know we'll have to wait and see like i'm i'm debating on going to delaware this weekend um I'm not sure which days because I still have bowling on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I have to get better at bowling because I'm sucking right now and I have a <laughs> tournament coming up, I think, next weekend. Um, and then Frosttoberfest. Is it Frosttoberfest or just Frostfest again? It's Frosttoberfest. Okay, because I remember back when I first started, there was Frostfest and there was Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest was run by John Caselli's family and Frosttoberfest was run by Mike Smith. And it yeah. was kind of combined to do a big weekend. and But, uh, yeah, so I haven't decided if I'm going to go watch uh, Saturday or not because the Sunday I'm obviously not going to be there because, you know, I have other plans. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, and then we got Colors the week after. So uh, I'm going to be there at Colors probably from Wednesday night on trying to knock on doors, get some more money and stuff like that. That sounds like a great Which, plan. So where can they find you to talk about you to or to talk to you about buying a lap? All right. So the easiest place is to find me on Facebook. I have all the posts with all the laps and everything sponsored. If say a smaller race, which is like say the bone stock, which is only 40 laps. If people are buying the one lap deals for the one on every lap and say we get double the bone stock, we will double up laps as long as it's not the same price to the same lap. So say one guy sponsors lap one for position one, et cetera. As long as it's something else, we can double it up after we sell it all the laps. Yep. So I'm not going to have like 16 prizes on lap one and then nothing on lap 10. That's understandable. If if we sell out, so like these bone stock guys have been pushing, they're already halfway sold out or I'm kind of struggling to sell some of the other laps. But uh, yeah, find me on Facebook. You can text me. I can add you if you have my number and stuff like that. But honestly, Facebook Messenger is probably the best way because I'm on my phone way too often. Well, uh, we're going to have your uh, link to your Facebook page down below in the comments section. So that way uh, uh, people can just click it and pop up right to your profile. Yeah, as long as it's my Facebook, not my OnlyFans. Yeah, it's gonna be... of course it's going to be your Facebook. <laughs> no one wants to see your OnlyFans, but uh... You see it. No, I don't. You wish. Well, you're not I... Jomo? 
<laughs> Go ahead, drink that water, bud. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get into the reason why we're doing the show tonight. So earlier today, we put out there. I put out there on Facebook that uh, the season's coming to an end. So that means t- teams, uh, fans, uh, ownerships, promoters, they're all gearing up for the 2024 season. Now, with that in mind, I figured, you know what? Let's get a group. Let's get a track going. Let's figure out some things and see what people would just generally like to see at the racetracks that they go to. We're not saying this is going to happen, but we're just putting it out there so that way if a promoter does see it, it's a great way for them to be like, okay, let's, this is a great idea. Let's use it and see what we can do with it. I don't think anyone's really looking for credit for any of these. These are just ideas to really help because let's be real. For the most part, besides Sunset and Peterborough, no one's really killing it in the promotional game. Yeah, Sunset and Pebro have advanced their promotionals in the last year or so, where I think a lot of tracks are still like, oh, if we advertise in the newspaper, it's still going to work. But like one of the biggest newspapers in Canada just went bankrupt. So exactly, like it's we're we're at its weird time where we need these fresh new ideas, and like Sunset having Rib Fest is remarkable. Um, You know, Pebro doing tuning nights or you know uh opening night is free entry like th- those are great things that i like to see at the racetrack yeah and like so peterborough i think was supposed to be originally like the free entry was only supposed to be one year but it got to the point where so many people were coming just for the free entry and then you gotta remember this sells food and stuff like that and you, to to make this successful for the track they have to streamline all their other businesses yep. inside that track so no one's going to be even at free people like to complain unfortunately that's the way the situation is <laughs> absolutely you can't give stuff away without people complaining so if you are letting six thousand people in let's say which i think if you pack a tuning night at peterborough it's probably five thousand it's got to be include the drivers and stuff like that but that means your um restaurant services i guess that's the best way to call that have to be streamlined so people aren't waiting and it took a while to get this going and stuff like that like it doesn't happen overnight but you can't just expect to throw an event like that without proper planning and testing and stuff like that oh yeah um but the same at the same time it's like so you have to get the the restroom facilities to match up too where you can't have a hundred people waiting in line too like so it's like you have to build your business up to actually make these events work as well oh for sure it's uh and I think that's the tough part is every track is run differently. But what we were hoping comes of this is essentially just open discussion and dialogue. And maybe some of these things can come to fruition. Yeah. So like Sunset Speedway on Friday, which they didn't normally run Friday Velocity in at least the yep. last few years, they have a first timer race and a ringer race. Um, to go along with the uh, Hot Rod Invitational. And um, that was something that's very old school. Like, it's almost like the mechanic race that they used yeah. to have. And then, like, the reverse with the ringer race, which, to be honest, I think went well. And there was a couple cars that took some significant damage because it was a winner-take-all. Yeah. Which, 
maybe if it is a thing going further, they can have like a second or third prize money. So it's not like going to turn into, there will eventually be somebody that will junk somebody else's car when they're borrowing it for, if it gets big enough. Yeah, like 100%. It say, so for, it was a $50 entry and then track matched $50. So it was $100 per car. So if there's 20 cars out there, it's a $2,000 to win race. And if you know there are some people that wouldn't care what it costs the other person to win the city grant. I, I was and that's not the right frame of mind, but... No, there's people who'd wreck, the, wreck their own mom for a, a Klondike bar. Yeah, just for that damn trophy. It don't matter if you get a Klondike <laughs> bar, just to put the trophy. Exactly. Because people... the bragging rights of winning a race like that. And, like, I was kind of confused by the rules of it because I was there Friday night, mm. and the rules were... No mini stock full time drivers, which I unfortunately fell into the part of. But I also realized that what Brendan Doherty told me is I just couldn't drive my mini stock. So, like, yeah. So, say one of your Flamborough representatives, like Mike Thompson or something, that popped up to run for the evening. Yeah. They could have thrown me in their car. As long as it wasn't my own car, I could still compete. Maybe that might be something they need to clean up for next year, but I think as I said, it's kind of just a let's try this idea, let's see how it works. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, it was a pretty good. So like Peterborough's got a non-winners race, I think, on the Friday of Yep uh, Colors instead of the Young Gun Shootout, which that's that's a great idea because you're gonna have a lot of guys and girls that have driven that have never won a feature in ever. Plus, yep. I think the rules are it's you can't have won a feature in that class in 2023. I think it's the rules. Yeah. So, like, imagine somebody having the struggling year going out there and changing their whole offseason around. So, that's, hey, it's, it's just one of those things. You got to streamline it, right? 100%. So, let's get into the first one here. Chris, Are we starting Lawrence. with your idea? Uh, you know what? Let's start, let's start with mine because. I, I yeah, put mine out there. yours because I kind of have your post up and I haven't gotten the comments yet. <laughs> so my, I put up an example after I wrote this post, I, I was like, you know what? Let me put out an example of something that I would like, I personally like to see. And this is something that we've openly talked about here on the podcast with Jeff LaFleur, because it's just, for me, this is something that I feel needs to happen. If we really want to make the ending of the season, the playoffs that we always talk about it to be. So I would like to see a true playoff format. And what I'm meaning by that is essentially any full-time car from anywhere in Ontario is, is eligible for this, but you have to run sunset Flamborough and Peterborough's events. There would be a separate points fund. Uh, and then whoever gains the most, then they would have their own point system. So whoever, and I don't know how this would work, but again, this is just an idea that we can throw out there and see if it works. There would be a, it would need a, obviously some good backing here because we'd have a separate points fund uh, for the drivers to compete in all three events and then is crowned the Ontario champion in their respective decisions. I would only keep it to the pure stocks, mini stocks, and late malls only because the super stocks have been pulled from Frosttoberfest. Doesn't seem fair to only make it a two race event for them, but I want to see three. Um, well, here's the thing is. So think about you go to the Cup Series, Truck Series, Xfinity Series. Their playoff races are different. Oh, so yeah. So you could even, if you 
So you could do a Delaware Sunset and Peterborough three race for the Super Shocks. That's true. But the thing, though, is that with the, where Delaware finishes, it's also the Quick Wick series. So you're not always going to get the best from every track. But here's there. the thing is, in 2024, I heard rumors, and this is 100% rumor, so if it's wrong, I'm, I apologize. I heard that the Quick Wick series will not be the finale at Delaware. Oh. At, during the Great Canadian Weekend. I think they're going to go on their own separate weekend, if happens at all. Okay. Um, so I've heard that they're possibly including another track. Um, this is just the grapevine, so this is all rumors yeah, yeah. and speculation. But if the Great Canadian Weekend becomes truly an invitational again, that could work. Absolutely. If it's its own standalone event and not a championship night for Delaware, because I the thing is, I want to see all the tracks end either Labor Day weekend or the first weekend after Labor Day. Then that way it frees up the end of the year for these guys to gear up for the playoffs. Because there's guys I've heard that are Flamborough regulars that would love to go run velocity, but they can't because it's a points night at Flamborough. The schedules need to really align here between these tracks to make this a possibility. Even in the regular season, I think the schedules need to align. With Delaware running Friday um, for pavement, it really helps out the car count, I think, because absolutely there are, there are people that will run every day of the week if they had the chance. <laughs> um, no words of lie. It's just no, we 100%. all love what we do. But this is where I'm wondering if, if three tracks on Saturday are making car counts stretch thin, especially when you're talking about like super stocks and stuff like that, when you get up to higher end classes, I'm wondering if one track, if like we had a meeting or whatever like that with the, the uh, Flamborough sunset and Peterborough. Yeah. And, and say, say Peterborough stayed on Saturdays and sunset stayed Saturdays and Flamborough took Sundays for a year. And they alternated Sundays for your whatever it came down to, to try to help each other out because no track wants to see another track fail. No, hundred percent. Because it is bad for everybody in the long term to watch another track fail. Absolutely, but I think the only. Go ahead. I don't think that could be viable because though. Again, it's one of those things. In theory, it sounds like it would work, but we're not. uh, And I'm just going to use. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to use Kaylin because she, she's over in Brantford. I can't see someone like her wanting to go up to Sunset um, or Peterborough because of how far the drive is for them. Right? Oh, it's and, it's and, for a local driver that only stays local, it's always going to be they're going to run their local home track. Exactly, right? But, but you take up those guys that do a tour and stuff like that. Like an Alex so, Stewart, Brady Cox kind of thing in the Pure Stocks. Yeah, or like you take Roy Wilkie that uh, yep. worked great wonders at trying to get the Super Stocks going. I guarantee he would love to test for Quick Quick more. Oh, but yeah. Because he's running Saturdays every week at Flamborough trying to support his home track division. He can't go test at these other two main tracks that would help him in the points. Whereas as somebody that runs at Delaware can use a Saturday to test anywhere they want. That's true. So, like I said, people are going to stay home track are always going to be just home track. Yeah. Like they'll they maybe travel for the end of the year and stuff like that, but they're not going to do three four races a weekend. It's no, it's too much for some people. A hundred percent. Um, 
so I, they're, they're, like i said these are these are all just ideas we want to hear or w- that we think could possibly be like again my idea here with the whole three race playoff series we need the backing first we need us we need essentially four title sponsors to come forward and be like hey we'll put up a five grand purse for so whoever wins will counter the points the payouts are from whatever the events are at sunset flamborough peter or and peterborough and even if the super stocks do an invitation on the great canadian weekend at delaware that we can include that one too we would essentially need four to five title sponsors to make this a possibility and i'm not saying we're going to go out here (laughs) we're not going to go out here racing for stupid money but like you have to run all three events to be a part of the point fund Yeah, because like, so it'd be like a hundred percent contingency, and be like the point fund would be like the top five overall cars would get that five thousand. I think it, would be the ish. Yeah, That's like I would my, like obviously right we'll now. we'll stretch it out through right, but like I don't like I don't like I, I'm not a math guy. I'm just kind of throwing out random numbers. If someone could help me out here, that'd be great. Like the, the like these are just ideas. I'm I'm doing math right now to do like a top five breakdown. I'm not gonna lie. Like if we do that like a three, button. like if we do three grand, to like like a fifteen hundred dollars to the winner, a thousand to second, seven fifty so to third, I've, and then I've got uh, two grand to win, uh, with fifteen hundred for second, uh, seven fifty for third, five hundred for fourth, and two fifty for fifth would be five thousand. And that's realistically what you get for a hundred percent. And you and probably fair, have about that's five, not including six what they get paid out to do these events either. And that's exactly what I'm meaning is the points, like whatever you make from the events, that's what the track puts out. But whatever you get, if you run a hundred percent, you have, and that's the thing, you have to run a hundred percent to be available for that point fund. You're only going to get five, six guys who will run all three. Yeah, and you got to remember those five, six guys. It's still real world. There's still chances of equipment breaking before going over the future. So, like, you could take some of the most dominant guys at every track. Like, you look at Nolan Gould. He goes and dominates at Flamborough when he comes down there. Well, I don't say dominates. He he put it on a show down there with you guys. Dominates Peterborough. Goes to Sunset, has a mechanical issue. Has to start dead last in the future on Velocity. If you have three races, you don't get a mulligan. No, and that's I think that's the urgency part I like about it. The only worth, it, only problem I worry about that is if it gets down to Peterborough and it's a point per position or etc. I have a worry that it's going to possibly turn into someone turning somebody for a championship. I could see that happening, but it it's also hard racing, right? Like I'm not if if it's a deliberate. Like it, it, it has to come from the track as well, right? Like that's the thing. If we saw kind of something like, um, I'm trying to think here, if we saw some guy like, uh, trying to think here, let's say like that's gonna happen Saturday. Yeah, like that. Like if it's if it got to that, both drivers would be cut from it. Like it, it you'd have to make it black and white. Yeah, because we, like we a, want we want integrity. Policy. Yeah, we want in, we want these drivers to show integrity and be we want them to be 
you're going to be the champion of class. Yes. We want the, we want the champion to be the best representation of the class for the whole year. Those are what the people we're going to look up to for the next year in regards to their program, the way they handle social media, the way they handle themselves on and off track. Yeah. And they have the bragging rights of being the best in their class in Ontario when it counts. They That's... didn't like they didn't get a lucky break to maybe win a yeah. like all hundred percent say I got a lucky break getting third in mini stocks. <laughs> like they're Chris Tumman broke and a couple other guys had some small issues and I just that car stayed consistent. I I had no issues almost all year basically after since you came out and I learned how to drive the car properly. <laughs> it was just oh no it was honestly it was weird. I tried driving it like I would normally drive it and it was just it wouldn't like it. Yeah. So I had to retrain my entire brain how to drive this car. But like the last five nights, I finished third place. A couple of them by design. A couple of them were just, that's all I had. Yeah. But So like but... you realistically think if, depending on winners and stuff, a performance like that could win you this points fund you're talking about. Like I said, it, it would just it creates it creates that urgency, right? Like you said earlier, and yeah. you you can't have a bad night. Like if we know you're you're gonna come for all three, let's say sunsets the first race, you go out there. We know you're gonna run all three. You will give them show up points. Like would have a show up points and then a point battle per race as well. Yeah. So, so that like way there do... is something. Yeah. So like if you do, let's say. A point per car that attends. Yep. Right? So this way, even if you are a Chris Lawrence 50-car field, <laughs> you get 50 to win that race. Yeah. But the person who's last in the B or C main still gets a point. Yep. Plus do like a half of the car show of points. I would do so just regular get... 20 points. 20 points across the board, and then yeah, we'd start off or at 25. And we'd start off at 50 and then go down from there. Yeah. Listen, if you get a point for how many cars you beat, that pays not only to, like, you want to have more cars at the track because to have a good day is a better day. Yeah. So more cars will hopefully come out. And, like, so, for instance, if I'm racing to go for this, I'm going to want to beat as many cars as possible. So you're adding the passing. Tracks. Kind of like the dirt, the, the, the passing. Bonus it's not even one. adding the passing points, but, like, Literally, if there's 50 cars that register for your class for that weekend, yeah, 50 for first, one for last, yeah. right? But if there's 25 cars that show up that weekend, 25 for first, one for last. So the only you thing get rewarded I... for the strength of field. This promotes guys to come out and That's true. bring their it friends would... out as well. That's true because there, there, there's a chance, right? Well, it also it... gives the time to so say at Delaware – as for example, you can go down there and there are guys that were leading the points that didn't make the A main this year. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's bad luck, but you come back stronger next week. Yeah. In this format, you wouldn't have that. But at the same time, you're going to want to bring all your friends from there to try to make those points up to the next race. That, yeah. So this is where the power of suggestion from the drivers is going to help the tracks out because more cars will create better racing and more entertainment for the fans, which should put more fans in the seats. I agree with that. Which actually... Like, there's no reason that Frostfest shouldn't be packed every day. Yeah. 
I, I completely agree with that. I think that's going to be a nice little uh, segue into this next topic here. And it was from Chris Lawrence that he wants to do a four-cylinder Nationals event. Um, he just needs a track that's willing to work with him on it. I I agree with that 100%. I think it'd be great for the sport. Um, because as much as we promote the super stocks, the prolates, they all got to come from somewhere. Whether it be mini stocks, bone stocks, they start somewhere and they move up. And to be honest, as we talked in the JBJ episode, some of the best talents are down there because you have to learn how to conserve and use your car harder in that division than almost anywhere else. In a yeah. late model, yeah, you still got to drive it hard, but you can change a lot more in the setups to make it work more your liking. There's not a lot you can do in a mini stock. There's a, there's just stuff you can do, but nowhere near a late model. So you have to almost have more talent to make them work at more places. Yeah. But okay, and so, so for go ahead. So for Chris Lawrence's uh, four cylinder nationals, this is where my thought process started to go as we started to talk about this is what four cylinders are involved. So obviously bone stocks and or pure stocks, whatever they're called, or whatever track they run, plus the mini stocks. But what do we do with say do we have something that's also like you have your four cylinder modifieds or stuff like that? Like, so it's cause this should be its own standalone event. This yeah, should I agree. be squeezed in with somebody else's show. Yeah. So you don't want to have anything coming in as a filler that could be potentially overshadowing show. what you're pulling off. So Absolutely. I think if you bring a four cylinder like division that say, you have your four-cylinder mods could be a break between, say, bone stocks and pure stocks, right? Depending yep. if they're available and stuff like that. My question is, what about legend cars? Legend cars are four-cylinders in the 1250 Indians, but they are three-cylinders on the liquid-cooled Indians. Do you have a thing where maybe you let them run because there's some that are four-cylinders? or? Well, I guess that's... This is what you got to think about, right? Because you got to sell tickets. Yeah, I think it's it's also got to go back to, um, first of all, what track would be best suited for this kind of event? That I think we need to get the track out of the way first. In my honest opinion, um, without trying to show any prejudice, I think Sunset <laughs> would be probably the best for this, just because there is more realistic racing room at Sunset where the racing can happen door-to-door, three-wide, without being overly aggressive. Not trying to say tracks create racing certain ways, but But if you have to... But it's not the track's fault with people getting aggressive. No, absolutely not. But you can watch the mind games at Autumn Colors of people intentionally choosing the wrong line to stay on the bottom on a restart. I've done it. Like, we've we've all played games to drop to the bottom so we can pass five, six cars, and then we'll go to the high side for two passes and then come down. But, like, at sunset, the hot, the top two lanes can keep up if you can make your car work there. Yeah. So, I, I honestly think to make this event as big as it could be possibly, that would be ideal. Like, Obviously, Peterborough and Flamborough have the pit area to do it. Delaware's got, I think, 
the crowd focus and the I don't want to say money to host an event like this, but like it has the the right frame of mind. Kind of or like around the businesses, like a lot of business seem to support the speedway, other than that one lady that posts on the, the group. <laughs> but that's my honest opinion. I think if I had to rank what tracks should be looking at talking to Chris Lawrence about and Chris will probably do a lot of legwork to help set this up too. A hundred percent. He wants to essentially be the man who creates the event, but he needs the track to host it. Yeah. And honestly, if I had to rank the top three, I would put Sunset as the number one destination for the first year. And this could be something like an all-star race. Like you can change it up, but you got to get change tracks off first. Um, I would go Peterborough second, just because if it was a big event, um, we have that extra, like we have the yep. pit area, plus we have the extra field. Yep. And then Flamborough third. All solid choices. That, I, I would agree. That's with where I'd rank for where I think the best racing action would be. I would, I would do, a, a, like, I would leave the legend cars out and I'm going to be honest with you, but what I would do is I would make it a nationals, a four cylinder national event. But it would have to be both. You'd have to have the pure stocks and the mini stocks. I think you have to include both of them to and make it a standalone event, where they both run. And I I, it, I think you ha- need three three just shows though. That's the problem. Yeah. Because you will have guys that will try to run both. You need to have a break between. I get that's where you throw your mission. I guess while they're well, like, doing well, so like because you're gonna have out of car introductions for both events because it's got it's got to be a show. So you're gonna have out of car introductions for both. You're gonna have um, interviews after the after the pure stock race or mini stock race, whatever goes first. You're gonna have the interview. It's gonna give the the guys in the pits enough time to get their cars and to come back out again. So that I think maybe after the interview is done. You give it 15 minutes till all cars have to be in line on the back shoot. But here, here's the problem with that of you go to an event like that and you have to wait 15 minutes between races. If you bring kids, they're bored. They don't want to be there anymore. But that's what I'm saying is if you, if you start the timer, as soon as that, the guy gets down to victory lane, you're, it's still probably 10 minutes between the race anyways. And then 15 minutes for the, by the time you get the cars lined up, everything cleared, that's your intermission is, is that 15 minutes from the start of the, um, the start of the interview to the, of the top three to getting them back on track is 15 minutes. I would say. Yeah. But even look at this APC and Quickwick are the top tour in Canada right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but even they will have two filler events that say Peter Brown stuff. Like they had the trucks, the bone stocks. Just because you still have to provide a certain amount of value for your entertainment. And you're not going to push these mini stocks, bone stocks for 100 laps. It will be unsafe to do so. 100%. So it's not like we can just sit there and do 100 lap races and fill more time. You'd have people blowing tires, blowing engines, and these cars aren't meant to do that long. Plain and simple. It's just, it's not meant to do that long. What's the longest distance you think would be allowed for these? In all honesty, I wouldn't want to see a bone stock go much more than 50 at a third mile level. Okay. I um, agree with that. 
I would not try to push the mini stocks over 75. See, and I was thinking max maxing it out at 60 with the mini stocks. The only reason I say the 75 is at Peterborough, we do have the Melissa Bowl and 67 autumn cars. Yep. And it does take a toll on some cars, but I've seen a lot more cars become stronger in the long run because of this race the last few years. So you can't give them being a higher division the same amount of laps as I think. So if you're treating the mini stocks as a premier, you can't give them the same. I think you have to give them a little bit of a bonus. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. The 60 may I think I think you'd be pushing the 70 the 70, 75 laps. But yeah, we could always add like a halfway break or something, but it's all yeah. details to because I know it, some guys wouldn't have a fuel cell big enough either, right? So exactly right. Um we want to continue on through these lists here because I think we, we got so many of them. Uh Scott Pro wants to see each uh, one one uh enduro per month. So example, May would be Sunset, June, Delaware, July, Peterborough, August, Sobel, September, Flamborough. And a true enduro, like a like a like 24 a thir- hour race. Yeah, day. he had 36 hours here. Yeah, I'm reading that, but like <clears throat> I like that idea, but I know for some tracks, realistically, the insurance for an enduro is a nightmare. Yeah. Um just because the amount of potential injuries the insurance company looks at because the car stopped on the track. Um, as much fun as it would be, I don't know if this one's feasible. It would be a tough one for sure. Like, it'd be cool to see. I'd, I'd go watch them all. But, like, oh, yeah. it's just... Or that's what we could possibly add to the Four Cylinder Nationals. You have, your, is... bo- you have your bones, and you have your minis, and then you have a four-cylinder-only enduro. I mean, that's not that's not a bad idea. So, like, you have your 50 laps, you have your whatever the mini stocks we decide on, yep. and then you do a 200-lap enduro. So anyone that wants to push those cars that long, you have to... If it's the Nationals, you already have guys doing 150 laps of Flamborough and stuff like that. It has yeah. to be bigger if it's a national event. That's true. And, like, at that point, they're ready to change tires. They're ready to blow a tire and hit the wall. Like, <laughs> as bad as that sounds, like, you watch Flamborough, guys will literally explode a tire from overheating it, come pit, and come back out in a lap later. Yeah. Uh, Scott also says here that he would like to see some more options maybe in, in the food side by bringing in, like, a food truck. And we've been seeing an ice cream truck show up at Oshawigan recently, and I think it's a great idea. Or even some local bands. Um he, he he's also got a motors option idea here, but I think that's best suited not for guys like myself to talk about because I haven't I need to read more on about that before I can talk about it. And I've been meaning to read more about that, but um I some of the tracks it's harder to have stuff like that come about into inside the gate area. Um you're talking about the LS based engines to be yeah. So Pierro has grandfathered some LS engines in from when we tried it okay it did not take off there are two cars sorry there are two people that have these engines still in the cars really because a lot of people struggled to make them work and one person has done it successfully and it's obviously cadillac tyler drunken that's made it work um he has it in his like because his cadillac actually that's a stock engine 
So he has that in the car, and then his late model has an LS in it, fuel injected and everything. Oh, wow. So I think for that to kick off, you'd have to start it on its own and wean it together. But the problem is we don't need any more classes. Yeah. We need to re- start reducing some classes here. Um, it'd be one of those things that's like, it'd be great to do that, but at the same time, who's going to start managing these LSs and teching them with the sealed crates if they're sealed? If you get caught cheating, then they know you have the ability to, to change your seals and stuff like that, but like most people don't. We're an LS who's sealing these engines and etc. No, I agree with that. That's basically a built engine package at that point. Now, what do you think about the uh, entertainment aspect of having like a bit local band come in and play? Now, Flambro did that just a couple weeks ago um, for their corn roast night. What do you think of something like that? So, like during special events, I think it's a great way to break up the sometimes could be lull in the cleanup and et cetera like that. So yep. like also at the same time you have like Velocity has a band and then the night uh Peter Bros has a band I think two nights of the colors. I think Frostfest has a band one or two nights. I'm not sure. Um Delaware has a huge concert the one night. Yep. Um, they kick kicks it all off Thursday night. It's I think I I think he almost need to have something that will occupy the kids more than anyone. Yeah. So like if the gates open at five and racing starts at six, I think you need something that the kids will be entertained with for an hour. Um, so this way it's kind of we got to bring more younger fans into the stands, and if we can get them entertained through other aspects and stuff like that before they start watching. Cause like all the kids love the cars. Oh yeah. But it's the downtime that kills them. It's even if you go back to my episode with impact motorsports, um, how they interact with the fans and they have the DJ going and stuff. The derbies is a clean all the cars out just to keep the fans in the stands instead of them going to another part of the show. Yeah. And like they're at a fair where there's like Ferris wheels and stuff like that. So like, there's always like something, something us, to do. It's like, well, we're we're both ADHD freaking prevalent. <laughs> like we're like, ooh, shiny over there, and then like we're gone, dude. At the at, so, <clears throat> oh, Jesus, at the Paris Fair, your mic. <laughs> I know I accidentally did that. I didn't realize how close it was. At the Paris Fair, I pick a specific spot for the sheer spe- for the sheer aspect that as soon as the derby is over, I can stand up. I stand on top of the bench. And as they start moving the cars in, I can turn around and I can start seeing what cars are getting ready to go out for the next, um, for the next heat. So for me, it's just like, okay, up stretch. Okay. And then I just literally look behind me and I hope I don't fart the entire time. It's not your problem <laughs> if you do. <laughs> <laughs> so I will tell you, cause like, I know you like watching the demolitions and stuff too. Oh yeah. Because it's a, uh, Working the demo cross, I don't even want to say working, but like being a flag guy on the demo cross is a whole new perspective. And I'm talking with them right now about if I'm doing this again, about maybe I might have to borrow your hat cam for my GoPro. So putting a live GoPro basically as I'm this close to that action. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. So, and that's one of those things like 
as a driver in the demos and the demo crosses and stuff like that, I understand it's not an easy job and it's kind of like racing. It's you'll never ever make everyone happy with being an official, but with racing is most of us are going around in circles. And when we stop doing that, that's when you have to pay attention. The derbies, you have to watch the entire thing, the entire time. Cause all of a sudden this guy who just made a hit could be leaking fuel. Well, this guy over here is on fire and like, and that's just a bat recipe waiting for happen. No, but this is what I'm saying. It's just one of those things. Like, I didn't realize how much mentally it took. Um, and, like, I was just, like, a guest flagger. I just had to, like, <laughs> put a red flag out or a green flag out when they told me to. I I think the different aspects of it, it definitely helps. It, it helps you grow when you're learning different aspects of, of, of a specific sport. Like you said, it you just thought they kind of just threw up a flag and kind of put one down and just kind of whatever happens happens, but no, no, no that's what I was supposed to do. I didn't think no. they did that. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I even a part of demo so. much work. It, it's, it's all the ins and outs of it, right? Yeah. I, I didn't enjoy the show as much as I thought I would by standing <laughs> there. Um, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed doing it and I can't wait to do it again. Um, I really want to now it's, attempt flagging at a racetrack to see the experience um and i also want to try announcing at both both a derby and a racetrack and i want to kind of see what each job's like yeah i mean i think you'd be good at it man yeah who knows i just gotta make sure i don't swear a bunch of times (laughs) i feel that uh we kind of did talk about the last one a little bit there that scott put out there but uh Let's move over to TJ here. Businesses that give back to the fans should be allowed in at a discounted fee to entertain the fans. Let's make racetracks, but entertainment again. Beer tents and VIP VIP booths got old in the nineties. VIP booths or VIP? I don't know. <laughs> I think people would pay premium for a VIP uh, VIP booth. And they they, they, they do uh, they do they do pay a premium for a VIP booth. Um, I do like the idea of bringing you know having entertainment at the track. Now, T- do, uh, do you know who TJ is or TJ Martin? Uh, I do not uh, so, by name. I probably know him to see him, but not by name. So he he owns Valhalla Motors. Uh, crap, well, Val Valhalla Racing. Oh man, I'm. Oh the Valhalla uh, Mobile. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. And he has been setting up his iRacing setups at Oshwegan recently for people to give to give it a shot. And I do like his idea a lot. I think it's a really good, I think it's really good for the sport when people want to come in and entertain, because if you're there for five, six hours, people do need a break. Not everyone's going to be intrigued for the five, six hours. So that's when they'll get up, they'll go get some popcorn, they'll go get some, whatever the, the track's favorite food is that they, that they put out. And if they see someone over there doing some, sim racing it's like oh you know oh how much it's like five bucks a drive and i'm not saying he's gonna go there and make money but he he suggested that it's he can't justify spending 500 to 1500 dollars in vendor fees when he's not selling anything but entertainment at the same time if you sell a if it becomes to the point where there's food trucks and stuff like it's the previous one yeah, it's now no different than doing a uh, 
a fair or stuff like that each weekend where you now have a price per real estate. Yes, there's a value on entertainment and stuff like that. But at the same time, depending on how much they sell, they could actually make more overall than the track. If, if that was going to be a thing and they were lit in on a discounted rate, I would hope it'd be commission-based. Like if they got let in for basically their admission. Yeah. And they got to set up, they would be, all right, if you charge $10 for a five-minute session, we get five, you get five. Like, you know what I mean? There's There's got to be a grace area between the two of it because absolutely for him to have a place to set up, this track has to still exist. Oh, 100%. But I think the five hundred to fifteen hundred dollars is because it depends on what track you go to as well. Well, this way, if you do like a commission based, yeah. So if you have three people, you owe fifteen bucks. But if you have three thousand people, you owe a lot more. So it's if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander kind of thing. No, I agree with that. Um, so obviously the prices could be set depending like if you ha- if you sell hot dogs for four dollars and yeah you're not gonna get spend five dollars on a commission but like yeah it's same as uh the sunset speedway merch table i'd like to see more tracks have merchandise realtors that you can have for the drivers and etc i i i want that as well i want more like i love the fact that rick spencer walt had a t-shirt out that said that that quote that he had from I can't fully say it on here, but F around, F around and find out. Find out. Uh, he has it blurred on the shirt. Just I know, uh, yeah, he does have it blurred on the shirt. Uh, I think it's awesome that he that he has that option to go out there and sell them because if it wasn't for the track, like as soon as you walk into Sunset, it's smacking you right in the face. Now I thought they would have actually put probably put that in the um. Uh, in the stand itself, that's where I thought it would have been, but I didn't think it was going to be their own actual table. But to be fair, everything is kind of in that area. So like it, you're it going is. Up for food, the, so it's it's kind of like if you go for brownies at Peterborough, you're going to that area. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like if you're going to go buy things, it's going. Why'd to you be... gotta bring up brownies? Because I know you're going to be a fat guy and want some. Sorry, I'm getting warm, so I'm taking the sweater off. Oh, easy there, buddy. Oh, boy. So I'm also trying not to like sit all the way up, so I look like a freaking giant right now. So Rich Rich Schwarzenberg here was probably like one of the biggest guys to throw out ideas, and I think a lot of his really work out very well. Um. So what I'm going to pick a few of them. So like one of them is the car shows on race day, get some crossovers from the tuner trucks, drift motorcycles, rat rods, et cetera. Now we have seen that over Flamborough's done it with their uh, invitational car crews and same thing up at Sobble. They do the same thing. Uh, I think father's day weekend. I thought th- they used to do that every race. There'd every race. Car, they show used to do that? Hor- car show used to be on the horse. Tr- I think it was every race. I'm going to get corrected anyway. Um, but the car show they put on the horse track, so yep. the collectors' cars and anyone that brought a collectors' car got to watch the races for free. So like, base, yeah, I like that because like, uh, I know Sobel, it was who the whoever the driver was got in for free. Yeah, that's basically the same. Yeah. Um, 
what I think I would like to see more of, and I've see, saw, seen it up at Sawville a couple times now, is a car that is not running on a regular night. So let's say, um, let's say you're super, okay, I'm just going to use you because you had two cars, okay? If you were running, your super stock was off for the night, you were racing your mini stock, I don't see why it wouldn't be a good idea to bring the super stock and put it in front of the fans. Now, if you're racing, I get it because that you, you I know you, you wouldn't want to be away from your car. But what I'm getting at is that if someone who is not racing that night brings their car to the track to be engaged with fans, because we're not a lot of, a lot of drivers are not engaging with fans when they're at the track. And it's not that I wouldn't want to be away from my car. Like I actually leave my car a lot, especially like if you, well, you think about Motorama, I, That's I true. sat with the car a bunch of times, but then I walked away and I like watching what kids do without me there when they see the car. Like now with the, the new car I've acquired, it's definitely a head turner. And if I get the money to run next year, the wrap we're looking at next year is kind of wild. Have I seen it? Is have you shown me that yet or no? It's off iRacing. Okay, so you I have think you access have... to my iRacing account. So now okay. I haven't been it's on there so... since before race season, man. It's it's actually the one with the um the heavy metal guy on the back. Okay, so after this, I'm gonna go take a look. Uh, I'll try to send you pictures. I have them on my phone. All right. I think it like I said, I think it's great. I don't know if the classic car or those kind of because Flamber does also host car events on the Sunday after the races, they do one for, uh, I think a local or like rad rod thing. It's a swap meet. Then in like July and or August, they do another show as well. Uh, yeah. Peter has a lot like of Fox Fest and stuff too. Yeah. Oh, I, that's what I think we need to do. Have a car show where it's literally, one side of the display, whether it's out in the main concord, etc., is like your young tuner crowd, and the other sides are like old school American muscle. I like that idea. Invite like a couple people out that you know and have like a couple clubs. Like make it respectful, obviously. Like, yeah. So we're not turning into a freaking one of these <laughs> stupid goddamn takeovers that are freaking bullcrap. If you build, that's honestly that's the only kind of car culture I don't respect. If you're going uh, yeah. doing burnouts and hitting people, you are dumb. Yeah, absolutely. But whether um, you delete that or not, I don't care. But that's that's my opinion. <laughs> oh, these are all staying in. Then okay, so I want to get into this one because I think this would be kind of right up your alley. Just because of the way that you like how whenever we have the GoPros in your car, there's always a golden opportunity for you to speak your mind. <laughs> and you 90% of the time take it. But how about 90 if... <laughs> i think I'm, a, I'm a perfect record i think you are uh even if you go back to my gopro footage last year at flambro you can hear me yelling at my spotter when i don't have a mic to yell back but he still <laughs> heard me out the window of the car i had to delete it from the footage because oh my god so so hey he's a great kid and yep. he's learning to spot but in in the moment <laughs> he told me that there was a wreck in two yeah, this is when there was oil in the track and every car wrecked into. <laughs> so he didn't tell me that there was oil or that, like every car was there's fluid so I went down. In there full song. So I was mad and I yelled at him a bunch of times, called him a bunch of mean names, but that's entertaining after the fact. He laughs about it. 
and or the, and I have what I call teachable moments with him. Yep. Uh, I think so. Okay, so moving on to this one here, the contingency corner, like the old much music speakers corner. Uh, you got something to I'm say not even with that it? Old. <laughs> Do you remember that though? No, that's not that old. You don't remember? That's not even that old. Like they stopped like, it like a while ago. Like I don't remember when they stopped it. But is like, this like I remember the booth where you can go in and talk and like yes. say what you wanted to say. Yes. Yeah, they played that at the socket late at night. Yes. Oh, by the way, it, you know Ed the Sock is now a 90 for the Rock? Huh? Ed the Sock is now like a main host on 90 for 9 the Rock's overnight show. Is he really? Yep. Oh, didn't know that. I turned it on one day. I'm like, that's Ed the Sock. <laughs> uh, you got something to say, whether it's a media person like myself, Cam, or Ashley, or et cetera. You go to the corner and say it. You can promote racing. Sponsors talk about a good finish, bad one. Create the platform to use some of the social media to generate buzz or traction for the next event. If driver X and Y don't like each other, let the fans know. I think that's perfect. As much as we let's be let's be real, racing is a we I can attest this. We all do not want it, but racing is the biggest sport you can fall in love with. If you love drama and know about it, uh, I say let's be keep real. The drivers out that night. The drivers aren't allowed to go in until the next week of dealing with the race. <laughs> I if, if there's a problem between them and another one, they get a week to chill. That's the rule. I agree with that. I do. I like the idea of that, but I like your idea of giving them a week before they do it. Like they can go in and talk their sponsors all they want, but if they want to. Bring up a situation that might happen between. Sometimes it is good to watch video because sometimes you realize after you talk a lot of crap, you are wrong. I've been there, done that, had to you know put my tail between my legs, be like, I'm sorry. At the same times, I watch videos and be like, that MMFer, like you know what I mean, like yeah, that guy just literally drove over me for no reason, like. But like, I think if you give a week grace period and then get the bleep button ready, if they're still mad after a week, it's that's good TV. <laughs> I, I I think it'd be great because it's it, it gives the people an opportunity. Like I I don't think I ever go to a racetrack unless I know I'm going into the grandstands. I will always bring my GoPros to a racetrack, as long as I'm not going into the pits. If I'm not going in the pits, if they're not with me. I'm just there to enjoy racing, enjoy the night. But yeah, if anyone wants to try this out this weekend, come stop me at Flambro. <laughs> this is gonna get up on Thursday or Friday. You're so. at Flambro this weekend. It's championship night. Oh, right. We already talked about this. Sorry, squirrel. <laughs> Maybe I'll go there. I, we... I, so last last time I went to Delaware on the, the Friday, I was going to Flamborough for Memorial Night the next night, but yeah. I was so tired by the time I left Delaware. I slept on like by Flamborough on the en route in my yeah. car. So like I'm like, no, I can't do this. I'm I'm exhausted. Like, That's understandable. As much as, much as I love racing, I, I'm still not going to push myself to the point where I don't sleep for like three days to watch racing. And... <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing with the buttons on my computer. It, it's right all now. good. Uh, Rich would like to see more reasons to support weekly. Perfect attendance awards slash rewards. So essentially at the end of the year, you have perfect attendance for six weeks. Enter for a draw to win a suit. Eight weeks for a helmet. Ten weeks for a thousand dollars, et cetera, et cetera. Any, I so, think it'd be great too, but uh, I want to add in you here. You need right, before, someone to back the track. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
you honestly if you're going to do a suit and helmet you kind of need either grisdale racing products or epic racewear to kind of step up there and um well you can even have someone like i think it's carson nagy at rpm and stuff yeah i I was just i was just throwing out uh names there yeah i was throwing out better ones (laughs) uh um Ryan Hillier over at Oshwegan says they do it by rewarding drivers with a perfect who have perfect attendance with a free pass for all points racing the following year. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty cool. If because if you go, if you have perfect attendance, you show up for every race you're supposed to, you get a free pass for the next year. That's gonna save you 25-ish bucks or 40 bucks a night. I like just it, for you. at the same time, I feel like it's bad possibly for the track for someone like me because i'm the kind of guy that's there every week with one or two cars and they have to pay me to be there i think if you do not so much a free pass i think you get free registration i think it'd be an awesome gift if you show up and sport every show you are your car is registered for free the next year if especially if you like say you run mini stock in this year and you're moving up and you showed every week and then like great you're moving up and like fans love watching drivers progress. So like the biggest thing I've ever got talked to when I talk to the fans, when like I, I go try and walk the stands before and after a race, depending on what happened. Obviously if I'm furious and fixing a wrecked car, I'm not going to go talk to people. I'm just throwing stuff at my trailer, but um, fans have always talked about, they love watching me start in the bone stocks and, what I did with the Thunder cars and up to the late models and then watch me drive other cars. Fans love watching and supporting a driver move divisions and they, they get to like a little bit of success and they drop themselves down and relearn again. They love watching that where I find some drivers may be missing on some fans because they stick with the class maybe too long or say like they might be really good at X class, but then like, they won't move to Y class because they're kind of afraid to make the transition. I don't want to say afraid. That's a bad word, but yeah, fan, fans like seeing guys move up and they like cheering oh, yeah. for underdogs. And Oh yeah. And they love to see, they, they get attached to you. And when you move up, they feel like they got to retra- retrain who they're cheering for again sometimes. Well, it's, it's no different than you and Cam talking to me about, seeing my cars with my numbers but not me in it like you know what i mean like yeah it's the same kind of thing fans expect to see you like there was a season nobody knew what i pulled out of my trailer that night yeah like i had five cars at my disposal for the entire season and nobody knew what i was racing that night yeah until i got there and opened the door uh moving on here because I we got we, there's a laundry list here and I we we could go on for hours and hours going over each subject here. Oh, we're probably going to. It just means you're going to edit this tomorrow. <laughs> so on the trophy side, trophies that matter, igloos, surfboards, I think, or even like a championship belt. I, I think those can only be saved for invitationals or big events. I think if you give away big trophies for every day racing and takes away from your big event trophies so i know up at sobble for every feature win they do receive a surfboard now but like 
when you go to Boston Beach and you get you get the surfboard, but you see the guy's got the, almost the same one. It's just different logo. I feel like it's diminished. Like you don't get an igloo at freaking Flamborough unless you no. win Frostfest. I think, I I think the difference is is they do have just a feature winner surfboard on the night of, but then they also create a special one for their special event. So that way it doesn't stay. It's not as similar as their previous ones. I think the shape of it's the same and they just changed it's, the graphic. on it, it. Yeah. That's all they do. But like, now, you can only make it so here, big, right? Now, knowing that we just mentioned about drama, what's <laughs> stopping somebody like me going and winning a regular feature and changing it to boss of the beach livery. I mean, I don't know what all would entail because I think Image Wraps is the one that does it. All you need to do is find one and have a graphic guy reprint it to the size. Yeah. Like, if you're going to be at the point where you're changing trophies to do it, and let's face it, there's going to be guys that would do it. Just be like, look, I won this, I won this, I won this. Because they could check boxes of try to make themselves look better, and some people care That's about true. how they look. Um. Where, like I said, you don't get that maple leaf unless you win autumn cards. You don't get That's the igloo true. unless you win. Uh, I think even Delaware, the Great Canadian Weekend, has a, its own individual trophy too. I, I every uh, the they have a specific like a different trophy now. Like it's almost like what the APC series uses for their features, but a little bit different. But it has Delaware Speedway, but it has the actual date. Yeah, that the feature was run. So that way, like it on it, it does stay like Delaware Speedway Pro Late Lubricants or whatever Pro Late models. Then down below it goes, um, feature winner. Let's go September nineteenth, twenty fourth. Yeah, whatever, right? I think those. I don't know. I it, again, it's not knocking Flamber or any track that does it, but I want to see something a little bit more than just essentially a soccer trophy with a racing person on it. I think for your every night racing, that is fine. I think you are racing, you are racing the series for the points championship every night, and the points championship trophy is special. So the yeah. wins you accumulate on the way, like I can tell you, I got a little plastic dinky trophy for my win. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Uh, if you would have told me that I got the same trophy as colors or something like that it would diminish any value for me going after those events because I would already have it. Okay. The whole, like right now I'm literally, if I wasn't already booked for October 1st, I would be messaging Chris Lawrence to chase an igloo. Like I have raced almost every year at Frostfest since I started traveling to yeah. try to get an igloo because it's that iconic. If you diminish the value of how to get it, it diminishes the value of that race. That's understandable. That's uh, from a drive perspective. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, kind of went over this one with Ribfest a little earlier. Uh, but another one is a billboard each track that promotes all the other tracks. So, I, I, like, I don't know. I didn't, I should have asked about that one. But I guess what he's saying is have like a, a, Maybe like a boat, a poster when you come in. Uh, if you like Flamborough Speedway, here's a list of other Ontario tracks where there'd be dirt or asphalt. 
here's the problem is I could see four tracks doing this. I'm just throwing a number right here. I'm actually saying yeah, yeah. four tracks doing this and promoting five tracks and the fifth track would just be like, screw you guys. And that would create tension between the tracks. Um, it'd be a great idea and it'd be great if they could do it somehow electronically, whether it be like a TV in a souvenir booth. So not only is it promoting the tracks, it shows maybe what big events they have. So say APC tour is running Flamborough on this week and et cetera. Um, I think it'd be electronic billboard would be, whether it be a TV with a friggin' USB stick in it or something like that. Um, yeah, I think if you're going to do it, it's got to be electronic. I don't think you can just post a giant billboard on the back straight away. No, I think because that's taking up real estate that someone would pay for, right? It's not even that, but you got to remember the events all change. Yeah. So unless you're doing it only for the playoffs, then it's not just for playoffs is what I think he's meaning at. So I think if yeah. you do electronic and you do like a monthly promo for all the tracks and like you just, they make a USB stick and all five tracks get the USB stick and plug it in. Kind of like what we see on uh G force when they're doing their yeah, ex- updates exactly of, like of what's going on either at the track at, at the, whatever track they're racing at, as well as their upcoming schedule. Yeah. That's exactly what I would like to see. Like a, a bloop. And yep. if like they're, here's the difference now. Like we have almost a videographer at each track now. I feel like the tracks need to work with these people that are taking their time and their money to do this to help promote the sport at next to no return. Yeah. Um, and possibly work with them to start promoting more and more, which like Sunset and Peterborough have gotten into doing. But to be fair. I can't tell you what's going on at Flamborough this weekend. Yeah. I, 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 there's not a weekend this year I could tell you what Flamborough is going to. I've asked you how many times, hey, is this car running? Should I bring my car? Like, where Peterborough, you get 6,000 Instagram notifications because they're posting uh, trivia questions, freaking who versus who, and like they're showing these racer profiles and stuff. Sunset Speedway's been pounding social media. Oh, yeah. Like, I think they're probably for small tracks. They're probably in the top like fifty in North America for promotion. They, they, hell, they made an appearance on Door Bumper Clear down in the states. Sunset did. Who's oh with the uh, with Rick the Rick Spencer Wall? Yeah, like that yeah. right there. That, Russell, that, like, that might not be the right reason to be on the podcast though. It, but is all publicity is good publicity as long as you don't kill somebody at the track. Let's be real here. Because now people he, got intrigued about it. But here's another problem. You have the instant in the bone stocks. I'm not going to mention any names. Yeah. That you have the F around and find out to her. And this guy did very similar of an incident and has now got a, a lifetime ban. So one is they're promoting a F around and find out. I don't know. How, I didn't see the incident with Rick, but I know it was a retaliation um thing yeah where you know what i mean like you can't promote one way and then punish another way i but at I the think... same time you can't i think the biggest thing with the second issue is there was an official near the car i think it was he, he the second incident used the car as a weapon 
and it wasn't just I'm a straight sure. retaliation. I think Rick did it under caution too, didn't he? I'm gonna have to go back and listen to the, see who's got what information on that. I, I could be wrong. If I am, I apologize to Rick. Like I like Rick; he's a good guy. I'm never gonna wreck him because he scares me with he rips out ignition boxes under yellow. Which, oh my god, that was hilarious that one day. Did I ever tell you that story? No. So we're at Autumn Colors. I'm driving my first late model in the one six, the first ever one sixty seven. Uh, two cars got together. I'm not going to mention names other than that. I already told you it's for expensive wall. Rick goes in the wall. Cars junk. Needs a rear clip. I think it was. He's walking down the back straightaway, talking to the Peterborough staff. He's like, I'm just going to talk to him. I'm going to go to the passenger side and I'm going to talk to him. Like passenger side, I'm not going to hit him. He looks in my car, looks at me, goes, oop, wrong guy. Walks down to the next car that's behind me, which is the same colors as me, and rips the entire ignition box of it. Oh, boy. Luckily, Rick knew that I was not the right guy. I was, that would have been a lot of wiring. Um. Like I said, we're gonna keep, uh, Rich had Rich as another one here. It's Legends Night. Forget about waiting until someone passes the honor. Then we have so many people in the sport that deserve recognition now, like Ray Hughes, Ray Hughes, Junior Hanley, Tracy Leslie, Randy Slack, Jason Shaw, Chuck Lawler, Jay Hughes, Don Thompson Sr., Pete Shepard, Ron Lipsky, and obviously those can go on and on. Uh, maybe do a, a, a Legends Night for anyone who is not, not a memorial night, but um. A, a kind of a do a legends night. I don't know. A Hall of Fame night, even. Yeah, I th- I think that's what we need. So to you have like your stopping Tom Walters, your Glenn Styers, like your yeah. Hall of Fame members and stuff. Maybe even even the tracks hard, Hall of Fame. It'd be hard to do something for Glenn with number zero. Uh, I I think man. there's a lot like that could be done there. Well, they did the Junior Handy Classic and stuff like that, and the Alan Lankin race wasn't originally a memorial. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. It just uh, ended up being that way, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it was really bad timing. Yeah. Um. Well, not bad timing. It was just. Yeah. You you never want to see someone go that young go that early, right? Um. No, especially, especially with somebody with a passion for it. Sorry, I'm reading at the same time if I'm not yeah, looking yeah. at the camera properly. It's all good, man. But. Uh, yeah, this is. We I think Sunset started up with the Junior Handling Classic. Um. We've seen other tracks kind of do like the Bill Zardo Memorial and uh, like Flamborough has. Once the again, that goes night, back but... to the, it's, it's the memorials he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Which is but... nice to show the recognition for the people that passed. But I but... do see the point of, but who do you pick at each track? Um, well, let's see. Pete Shepard, I would assume that would be a. I think Pete Shepard was a lot of Flamborough early on in his career, I think. But that, Maybe even Delaware. Is, like, that person has to mean a lot to the track. So, like, so, Ray Hughes would be for the CVMs, I'm assuming. Um, but like, we, we've had the same, like, we, we were had we had this discussion with the CVMs because we did the we did we sold some lots for the Memorial Night just recently, and someone wanted to put down David and Gary Elliott. Well, they haven't passed yet, so we can't really memorialize them because they haven't. But I think you're, I think we do need to do. A Hall of Fame night, maybe that's where we, when they induct people into their Hall of Fame that night or something, and, yeah, and, and like create the legends so, there. And that's the thing; it's not all tracks have their own Hall of Fame. That's yep. Um, 
I think that needs to be something that track owners need to it's I don't think it takes up a lot of real estate. I do think it takes up a lot of time to decide. Cause obviously you can't just put Junior Hanley as the number one entry at all tracks. Um obviously he's a big man to the sport and stuff like that, but uh there are people that have done more for racing. Like you think about if I bring up the name JBJ at Delaware, nobody knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. Where at Peterborough, half the crowd is orange. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think we maybe even do, like, if you're going to do the Legend Night, maybe do, like, a Hall of Fame night. And you can turn that into a, a ceremony each year with, say, if you do two members a year, uh, if they still own cars, which is something we've talked about going and visiting barns and stuff like that to find cars and stuff, have them there with the car, stuff like that, and people can meet them and et cetera. And anyone from the, the class from the years prior could be there and et cetera. But like the main focus would be on the, the two new inductees. Yep. Um, so maybe that's something that can work instead of a Legends Night, a Hall of Fame ceremony night. I think that'd be a good idea. Which, which at the same time, it gives but drivers like me will never end up in a Hall of Fame or nothing like that, right? But like, it's one of those things that if you get someone that's special at a track, they deserve the recognition. I think absolutely. Um, I don't know how I feel about that one. I'm going to leave that one alone because after the incidents that we saw on Saturday, Sunday at the sunset, I'm going to leave that one alone there with the junior lates and young guns race. Um, the inflatable driving screen and invite the fa- I would I'm going to change it to families, teams to stick around and watch like six pack days of thunders or cars. I think cars or cars too, maybe even cars three because I like cars three a little bit better. Um, but I think well, you know. He's got the right idea to have the screen on the infield at the end of the night. And I think you could do something a little bit more with that because you, I think you could also make it like a, like a sleepover on the infield. Here's the thing I know from kind of experience is if they're charging ticket admission to get in the thing, they technically have to pay the movie company to show the movie. Oh, do they? Yes. Even though they're not necessarily charging to show the movie, they're charging the ticket for the racing, but because they are a profitable business and they are showing it's like a movie theater kind of thing. Um, okay. So that's where I think if I was, to, if I was to do that, I think I would charge like $50 a family to camp out for the night. So maybe that might help. And like $50 covers your entry. Your, uh, fuck, I don't even know how you do that. Oh, you got to bleep that one. <laughs> I didn't fully say it. So we're good. Yeah, you did. Nope. There was no K. Said fuh. Um, no, there was a. No, there's no cut. <laughs> I know damn well. I think it's a great idea, but it'd have to be at a track. I think like. Oh, Delaware. Yeah, it has to be kind of like a Delaware situation or. Um, oh, at Delaware, they could have all the families on the inside and put it up on the hill. Yeah. I don't know because like I like the way I thought of it was. Um have it make it like a camp out overnight this is something they can even do when like racing hasn't even started yet though too mm, depends on how the grounds are right like it's at the, the ground- at the same time it's 
the, the entire thing the is tracks weather weather yeah. uh, dependent right yeah but at the same time if, they're, if you're doing like a camp out you can almost be like all right well if we're doing sometimes it's not necessarily on the track but like for these tracks to survive in long term i think you need to find a second source of income because racing isn't as profitable as it used to be yeah um if they can find a second source of using their other six days a week um that may be something to look into yeah um make you make it like a friday night thing instead of after the race make it a friday night thing yeah so give kids pumped up to come the next day or six yeah um it's it's all logistics and pr and stuff that people have to figure out and stuff i hope the tracks watch this so they actually get all these ideas and they don't (laughs) just say it's not possible and Kyle Luke like, has kind of had the same idea I did there. Um, Don, Donovan Price wants to see Superstocks run a dirt race at Brighton. I jokingly said, just are you going to try to sit, just convert your car to dirt? Um, but kind of do something like the Hot Rods would do. I would, I don't know if that would be very viable with like the Quick Wick series. Um, I, we all want to do it for fun. But the problem is to make this competitive. I just it, it's it's a better show to watch the dirt cars on dirt. It's a better show to watch asphalt cars on asphalt. Not yeah. bashing anyone that does both and smash like switches back and forth because there's some people like Dave Bailey that did it very successfully. Oh yeah, but but it's just long term. It's a better show. Like the hot rods once a year. I think because it's once a year, it's okay. But like. I honestly think I'd rather watch a dirt street stock than watching an asphalt super stock spin out six times. I think it'd be pretty fun. Like I said, I think it'd be fun. We'd all love to do it as a test day, but I honestly think you'd see for a competitive race, it wouldn't be good. Yeah. I think as an exhibition, it'd be fun. Yes. Um, Clark Hartman goes, when we were at the races, he always looks at the people in the stands. His guess is about 80% are over the age of 50. He thinks the track needs to do something for the people with the kids to get the kids engaged so that uh, kids will want to keep coming back. If not, our fan base will die off. I I think something like that is, is like I said, it's some we're all stressing for is to kind of see the younger generation come into racing, see what it's all about, and enjoy. Now, one of the things I, I think I saw the comment down here before, but one of the things I think would would be really cool to see is when because the announcer, unless you have two announcers and one stays in the infield like the entire time, like they do at Sobel in Delaware. I think when a Brandon Doherty or um, Kevin Smalls, Gary calling when he does when he jumps with the mic. I think it's good to make memories. So maybe and have grab a not invite a couple of the kids down with them to go over to victory lane with him. So that's at Peterborough. It's always an open gate. Anyone can come down. Yeah. Um, I've had kids I haven't known come down, which I don't mind. It's, we're, we're there to put on a show for the fans. And like, there's many times I'm more happy to see kids bump that I won than I'm happy to see. I won like, um, so I'm going to use Peterborough as an example for their schedule because 
I have it pulled up and I don't know when else to schedule. So their opening night, they have fan appreciation. The next yep. night, they have kids' barrel races. They have kids' bike rides. Then another fan appreciation. Uh, they had uh, one of their car shows had a kid's zone. Uh, the only night they don't have anything for kids in the first month and a bit is the APC race. Yeah. Uh, then they had another fan appreciation. Um, King of the Hill with kids rides, kids bike races, uh, corn roast. Uh, another fan appreciation, kid barrel races, <laughs> kid bike rides. Um, so like two nights in the entire season there's not a kids event in the intermission yeah and i think other tracks don't utilize i don't want to say their free time but their downtime to get these fans to be like dad the bike races are at peterborough tonight we gotta go i gotta race my bike yeah like kids are more competitive than the rest of us if you give them something to do they are going to look forward to it all week especially if it's constant like, if the kids know that next week's the bike races, they're going to ride they're... their bike all week just trying, oh, yeah. trying to they're... race. Just, just to improve themselves. Like, we see that as adults and we're like, oh, all right, I might ride my bike this week. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still would like to do a driver and crew, like on a kid's bike night, do a driver and crew race. Where like anyone who brings a bike who's from the from the cruise, especially the cruise, I would like to see. Winner takes home a hundred dollars, but that hundred dollars goes towards a charity of their choosing. That could be oh, sorry, I just thought it was something that Chris Orange is saying. I'm gonna mess with them. That's, I'm not gonna <laughs> share that part on, on, on here. Um but uh yeah, it's I agree we can have like a charity race aspect to it. But instead of doing that, I would more like to see the drivers versus the kids because mm. that would be a more of a moment for the kids. Make make the drivers have to do two laps to the kids one or the drivers have to start a half lap back. To be fair, most of us drivers would just ride with them. 100%. 95% of us aren't Lane Zardo and we're kind of fat. <laughs> and... They're going to pedal us anyway. You guys so are just like, out for a realize... Sunday drive. Meanwhile, they're just like, got to win. Yeah. Or just tell us we have to run the outside group. Yeah. We're not allowed to run against the curb. We have to run what would be considered the second group. Yeah. And like, you know what? The kids will love it because they'll be like, oh my God, we're riding our bike against, you know, Lane Zardo. Like, yeah. It's those memories. I guarantee you. I don't know if Lane watches this. But I guarantee you, a, a guy like Lane Zardo would be all over this. I think so, he too. He loves interacting with the kids. Same as Billy Zardo. You have guys. You would see JBJ on a bike, a fat Mike on a bike at Peterborough, <laughs> just to make the kids happy. Absolutely. I. You know what? Any tracks who are listening, like they, these are just ideas. If you guys want to take them, like feel free. These are just stuff that we talked about earlier on Facebook. Um. I like the idea of the open gate. I want to see more tracks do a family ticket. I'm not a lot of tracks do that. Sobble doesn't. Flambro does. I think it's $45 or $50, and it gets two adults and up to four children in. So Peterborough has a a family pack. I don't know what it costs. I 
just closed the thing instead of looking at it. <laughs> but it's, I think it's two adults, two kids, plus hot dogs and drinks and everything. I would like to see a family combo like that where you, where you buy it a hundred bucks and it gets you dinner and for your entire family. Yeah. Which, or whatever. Face it, like, as a dad, you know how expensive crap is right now. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to take your kids out for that long, $100 is actually still a good value. Absolutely it is. Why do you think the drive-ins are still successful? Candy. Like as, as much as they're dying off, they're they're still successful if if you utilize them properly. Like um we kind of talked about Sorry, that. I was just looking at the, yeah, I was looking at the drone footage one. <laughs> I agree. Every track should have a track drone to promote the racing. Dude, because I, that is the best view ever. Get a damn I, drone. I want to get a drone. That's been my goal is to get a drone because what no, I'm not saying I want to hire like, somebody like, with a drone. <laughs> what kind of money do you think I have over here? Enough to sponsor the vintage late models. The vintage late models. Is that Canadian vintage modifieds? Yeah, it's modifieds. They're not late models. Oh, yeah, my bad. Oh, that'd be awesome. Sorry. Canadian vintage late Bro. models. <laughs> um, That's a. Yeah, it's basically just limited lates, but like all metal bodies. Yeah, we kind of went over like that one. Uh, Megan's even willing to put together a kids club program over at uh, Flambro. That'd be cool. So you take so like you think about like I, I'm a big Jens fan as as some people know. They have like what's called Toolsy's troops and stuff like that. So like a big player from. That's that's played and like you know what I mean. They have like their kids club and stuff like that. Yeah, I think if you took that'd be kind of cool. Like, yeah, I think that's kids club something they could. I think Peterborough used to have a kids club. Now that I think about it, most tracks used to have a kids club, but then unfortunately, like everyone, just like with COVID, everyone found other things to do. So a lot of places like that closed up. But I think it's time to start bringing it back. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it's like. I don't remember how they work because I've never part of it, but yes. Yeah, well, uh, gotta get the kids excited to come back to the track. That's 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 the bottom uh, line. A hundred percent. The kids don't come to the track. That all the adults can't come either. Exactly right, and like I I remember seeing a lot of those kids just play underneath grandstand underneath the grandstands at Flambro, um, in, instead of watching the race. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like. Because it's usually the adults that want to go watch the race and not really usually the kids. And like my kids, on the other hand, they want to go racing. But unfortunately, with the work I do, I can't always bring them with me. Um, but one yeah, you more, you got to keep an eye on them at the same yeah. time trying to record things. It's 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 tougher than it looks. Uh, one final thing here, though, before we kind of end this conversation, because we've been on this for a couple hours now. I think feels like it is. I think we actually have been. I think so too. The last thing I wanted to go on here about is I w- would like to, I need to talk to Flamborough Speedway because this is something that's been burning me for a year now. I've talked to Kevin about it. I've talked openly about it. I think it would be a great opportunity for the track, the fans, um, the drivers, the crews. I would like to do a paint the track day. So I would like to go in 
I when I wanted I would need to talk to a couple people because I want to get sponsorship from like a Sherwin Williams um or something like that. Essentially, I would like to go into Flambro two, three weeks prior to the season and repaint all the walls, paint, touch up paint anywhere I can to make the property stand out a little bit better on opening night. Bring the checkered flag stands back. Sorry? Bring the checkered flag stands back. <laughs> the checkered I, flag I'm, stands? Yeah, I remember that we were looking at the flamboyant pictures with the, the they were painted as a checkered flag. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that's what I would do with the grandstands. Yeah, the grandstands would be checkered flag. Yeah, yeah. That that's exactly it. Like I'm, I need to talk to a few people, see if this is something that would be viable, and I would love to get as many drivers and crews as possible out, and essentially enjoy a day. And if we can sell some hot dogs or or do something. Like some flamburgers. I think a lot of people would help come would come out to the track and support it. It and like I, think I would it'd be, be a good bonding experience for drivers and fans together. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like drivers wear their merch or not a fire suit because it'd be really hot that day, but make you well, stand that, you out. Paint on your fire suit. <laughs> make make you stand out that you're a driver, or pair pair a family up with a driver. Depending on how many drivers we get, pair them up in groups or whatever. Like, then that way the fans can talk to the driver and realize like who they are, what they run, what they like about it, what the, you know, and they can ask questions about the cars while in a fun environment. I I think to add to that, I think it'd be really cool if we had some of the cars there parked. A hundred percent, they would all be. Almost. I would I would say yeah, invite a few of them, but lead them up onto. Because they the, the entrance will or... only be yeah the entrance it, yeah probably on the infield, um but because the, the only entrance we'd have open that day would be through the pit gate. Yeah, no one coming through the grandstand side, but it would just be the pit gate, and it would just help brighten up the facility and make it a, a so opening night when you come in, drivers, crews, fans who show up, they can go wow this place looks beautiful. Or the first guy to hit the wall, like I painted that. <laughs> you ruined it. But that's what I'm thinking. Is it would maybe help give some of these guys a little bit more. I, I'm not saying pride, but like I would love to see this happen at more than just one track. Now, obviously, not all tracks have wooden grandstands that we can paint onto, or like uh, Sobble has concrete. Can't really do that. Del you, still, you can still paint concrete. You, you can slippery. paint concrete, but we need yeah, it would be slippery, right? You'd have to almost get the graded stuff you get for the for the floor. Or like grip tape on the stairs and stuff. Stuff like that, right? Like But it's still I don't know how do. it just has to be touched up every year. Or maybe vinyl it. It would be a lot of work. It would be a lot of work, but could you imagine there would be a lot of bubbles? Could you imagine Sobble all the way along the side? Like all like the way the, down the it logo? just sob yeah, kind of like the logo just all the way down. That'd You're right. Cool a lot track, of bubbles. Like, their logo. It'd be a like, lot of work. there'd be a lot of people not knowing how to do vinyl. Like I now, don't have the patience to do vinyl and I have what, That's where we would have to hire a couple year? companies to really make something like that happen. But honestly, anyone who Craig has wooden grandstands. Raps, gonna love you. Huh? 
the Craig at Imidrax is going to love Oh, you. he would love me because, like, that would be a great payday for him. His printer would not stop <laughs> for a week. But I still um, say something like that would be fantastic. I agree. And you know what I think to add to that? If, say, you did the, the bunch of families pair of the driver, I think because most most tracks have a color than a white portion, um, if you come out, you get a sign your name on one of those white portions that you put on the top. I of was gonna, I was gonna say that. I was actually gonna say right on the white, like on the side of the wall. No, you go right on the top, so it's like your your display for like the cameras and looks good. But I say G Force comes in and they put the camera down. It's like painted by Brighton yeah. and whatever. Like I think I think that adds a a cool factor to it. Like they get a tough pride in their workmanship. And- I'd be willing to come in with my GoPros and film the entire thing. I think you'd have to get a lot of permission slips lined though, too, especially if we got a bunch of kids and stuff too, right? I would stand there with, there would be a notice right at the front. I would have, if you guys were are willing to please sign, like this is just going to go up on YouTube. I, you, you, the footage may get cut. Like I plan to only make it like a 30 minute video, but I'm going to re- try and record most of the day. Have the hat cam going again? It would be the hat cam for sure. I think what we should do is if we're going to do that and paint walls and stuff, if we can get it done where we're, say, half a day, like if we start, say, 10 in the morning, we can get it done by like 3 o'clock in the afternoon if we have enough people to do it. Obviously, it depends on people, time, and et cetera. It'd be cool if all the kids that were there got to go for like a ride in the bone stock, stuff like that, around the, like a kid's ride at the, at the end at of the it. At the end of it? Yeah, like yeah. I like – It'd be cool to like, like I said, you want to make it an event where fans want to come out, families, crews, sponsors even want to come out and give you guys a hand. Yeah, especially because like you have someone say, I don't really know Slam Bro sponsors and stuff that well, but like Peter Bro, you have like Country 105, Pepsi, all that stuff. Yep. They want that place to look as good as possible to represent their business. So I, I've I feel like you'd find them sending employees, families to represent themselves while they're there. A hundred percent. At the same time, that's how you get people interested. They're like, well, we did all this. And was like, we should, we should come watch the free night at Peterborough or the Tooney night, or we should go watch the, the big show. Or be a bigger um, supporter than just a, a billboard at the racetrack. Like there should be more of a presence. and Yeah. And, it and may, maybe it, it turns into people. like the Pepsi Kids Club or the Coca Cola yeah. or the exactly. Dr. Pepper sponsor <laughs> us club. Oh my God. I, like I said, I still so, think so, any, a lot of these ideas I think are very, could actually work given the right people behind it to lead, to lead it or to execute it. Obviously, there's still legals and stuff like that that we 100%. don't know and don't understand. So some things might not actually be logistics or not logistics yeah, the... logical. But um, the one thing I want to bring up, because I didn't get to bring it up yet, is the one thing I miss is it wasn't actually called this, but it was like the Oscar Summer Nights, um, which it was dirt versus asphalt cars. Oh, but I would. Uh, so the mini stocks had a race. Um, it was bring a car and it was at court, the speedway and you had dirt guys coming to challenge asphalt cars and stuff like that. I would love to see 
two track. Oh, I'd love to see more tracks interested in this, but I'd love to make this a random draw idea. So you have at the beginning of the season, you have say ten asphalt tracks. I'm obviously exaggerating. Are interested? They all get put in a hat or a random number generator, and if they're willing to have this event, you spin it. And whoever comes out gets to host the asphalt race. And then for the dirt tracks, you get the same thing. You spin it, and whoever gets it gets a dirt race. And whoever has the highest combined total of points between the two is your not like that goes into your like your four cylinder nationals, like what Chris Lawrence says. But it's yeah. uh it don't matter what's underneath you for for what you're trying to stick to. It's I think that bring a huge element in it. And like we had guys before um when this happened in 2014. Um, third guys came to play at Kawartha and like asphalt guys like Ryan Bavanews went down to Brighton to race dirt with their asphalt cars. Um, obviously, it's a lot of logistics and paperwork and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It have to be all run. But I think if this was like if a track was willing to have a special event, say like the four cylinder nationals, this would be a great event to make that event even bigger. So you Absolutely. get a four cylinder dirt nationals. And then you get a four-cylinder asphalt nationals where it's you can make it a home and home. So you have like your asphalt winners, you have your dirt winners, and you have your overall combined winners, which would be awesome. Because I think there's still a very big separation between dirt and asphalt. As like I can't tell you many dirt drivers other than the guys that used to run pavement. Um but not a lot of dirt guys would know who the hell I am either. So I think if we could close the gap to introduce these guys to each other, I think we're making the family bigger. And it's, I think if instead we could of just get being to our the own point where, Well, I think if we could get to the point where it's like, hey, our cars are this far apart. Let's not advance the, the asphalt mini stocks any farther for five years. Let's lock the rule book in for five years. Yeah. Uh, right, let the dirt guys come up to this rule book in five years, so they all match. That would mean any four-cylinder car could pick any track in Ontario, dirt or asphalt, and go run that night. No, I, I think it'd be. I, I think you're on the right track with that one. Like it would. Could you imagine if all of a sudden a guy like me said, "You know what? I'm not running for points, or we're, we got rained out tonight." I'm going to go down to Brighton Speedway with my asphalt car and get my ass whooped. Yeah. And like, or at the same time, could you imagine if a guy has a night off and says, you know what? I don't want to travel all the way to Delaware with my bone stock. They're the one running tonight. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go to Schwiegen. They're a little bit closer. Yeah. Like, there are guys and girls that will race every night of the week, but like, it's so hard to have more than one car. Absolutely. Like, this is coming from a guy that does this way too often. To maintain both cars. Like, I don't know how Chris Lawrence is alive after, like, a 12-car season. <laughs> like, I swear he was fat at the beginning of the year, and now he's just like, we can play the xylophone on him. Oh, boy. <laughs> Chris, we love you, buddy. Yeah. Is that guy never not? At the- he works at McCall's, too, doesn't he? I know Joe does, but I'm not too sure about uh, Chris. Either way, his, his 
the amount of time he spends on those race cars and to see firsthand on a race day, the amount of time and effort he puts into each driver is like, I honestly couldn't do what he's doing. Like I like, it would be so tough. It's just like, he's, I went down there with anticipation and it'll help him. And if he wants me to set some tire pressures, I will and stuff like that. But it's like, he literally has a process of like, all right, this guy's going out in first practice and he sets them all up. Be like, and he literally just car one, car two, car three, car four, backs every single one of them out, talks to them, figures out what they all need. I don't have the attention span or the memory for what he's doing. <laughs> and I'm like, and then he's trying to bring in like guest drivers, like people like Sean Chenoweth and like Lane Zardo. And like, he's tried to put me in a car and I keep telling him no, because, well, I, I, this is a business for Chris. And I feel bad if someone's not paying him for me to be in the car. Yeah. I, I've told him openly and like he can admit whether I actually said this or not. Um, I've told him if he gets the funding to put me in the car for a race, I'll do it. But I don't want him to do it for free because I don't feel like I would get him enough publicity that would cover his X amount of dollars to borrow the car for me. Yeah. That's Mainly understandable. Well, mainly because I'm not very good at social media. I I, I am, but I like you're, I'm not good at promoting myself. Yeah, I mean you're getting better at it. Like I I enjoyed all your race recaps this year. They you you got a lot better. I'm. It's more because I'm trying to focus more on doing it, and I you've seen a couple ones. I well, one I did it for a, a friend. He yep. never ended up posting it. I don't think, but uh, it's just it's something that I, it's the same thing as me wanting to try flags and try announcing and maybe work the safety truck for a night and stuff like that. It's another aspect of racing that I don't quite understand. It's not that, well, sorry, I don't not quite understand. It's, I just don't do it enough to understand the work and the effort that goes into like what you do to help us racers out or like what Ashley McCubbin does or what Thompson photography, like literally I can't even design my own logos, let alone like make these graphic cards up like the race day posters and stuff like that that you do and stuff like that. It's like, well, I know sorry, something funny. A lot of those are like 2 a.m. ideas, dude. Everything we have is a 2 a.m. idea. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, literally, how many times we message each other at like five in the morning, and all of a sudden we wake up and be like, dude, we should do this. I know, <laughs> like, it's not like... by the way, we're very bad. You need to that. come back out to Oshawa soon because the diecast guy has got so much more on the wall and he has so much more stuff. I want to show you but don't want to ruin your day at the racetrack or where you're at. Like he has other stuff. That's not NASCAR. That is race related in diecast. I'm not allowed to buy any more diecast until after the wedding. Yeah. You said that. And there's one, two. How did I pick up a truck? One, two. Is that basically the entire like wall behind you of the ones that you got from me? Because the cane car, you, you, yeah, yeah, cane, and then the, the cane Lucas, I got, Lucas car, I got at the same place. Then yeah, I got your car, my car, and then yeah. and then Vanderweese is up there. Yeah, Vanderweese is up there. Hathaway's next to it. Which, by the way, you need to get that signed by Pete. That yeah. that holler needs to be signed by Pete. I was willing Which, to give it to him if he ever like if he wanted it. I was willing to give it to him. All right, so. When we well, when you post this, when you decide to post this, I think he needs to be tagged in this for no apparent reason, just so we're like, he so he listens to this. that part. Yeah, 
he either needs to sign that that hauler, which there can't be too many of them left in that good of condition. No. Or like if he wants it as like a collector's thing, like from like blast from the past, be like I have the car, I have this, be like take your pick one or the other. Yeah. Or maybe maybe he'll trade you something. Yeah. I mean you never know, right? Yeah, like Oh, that's that 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 we'll we'll see what happens when we tag him in this and we're gonna tag him on social media just for no apparent reason. Uh now because Brandon feet Brandon made me do it. I'm gonna do that now. So I think uh, Chris has him on Facebook too. So make Chris Lawrence tag him. <laughs> well we'll take Chris to tag Pete and then we'll we'll see yeah. what we can do. Uh but that's all the topics we got. Brandon, as always, it's been a pleasure bringing you on to see what we can have our squirrel moments and uh, go over some ideas. Uh, it's been great at doing squirrel moments. And I honestly think we need to do more footage from the tracks. So like, I don't know if you've seen when I was at the demo cross before I started flagging, doing the, like the live updates, I think the tracks, some of them do it, but I think the live updates need to increase too. This is another squirrel moment as we're talking about it. Like. <laughs> so like you work with the CVMs, and you're pretty good at posting stuff, but I think it needs to be more than just words. Like, See, I that's think where I usually try to, to... Now, when I'm actually at the track for race day, you should go see when I'm actually at the track. Oh, I can tell when you're actually at the track, <laughs> when, when you're listening on track too. I don't listen on track too half the time because I'm usually out. Yeah, bull crap you don't because I see how quick your updates come out. No, you know how I'm I watching get on race monitor. No, I'll open up Facebook and I'll see um, AJ Pacetti uh, post who the winner was. Then I'll save the image, go to my template I already have on Canva for that. And then because he already says who the top three is and I already have like 90% of the cars already put into Canva. So it's literally just replacing those images. I just change out who the winner one was, but then I just change out who the second and third is or move them around or whatever. And then that's that's my magic on how I get them up so quick. Yeah. But you still have to figure out who's, who's doing that. And I know you listen to track tune if you're not out. That's honestly, I think something that more tracks need to look into track tune or, um, yeah, track tune, track tune for sure. I also want to see all tracks have a dedicated video person. Well, that's it. We, we talked about this briefly, like, like, so you have Stronko that does the video footage. Yep. Uh, for the racing at Peterborough with Film Kelly doing the promotional stuff. Um, as you don't know, I don't know if you know Film Kelly, but he was Jeremy Kelly that drives the uh, 80 mini stock last and he ran the show Cease and Desist and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, um, I think it's still on YouTube if somebody wants to watch a good show from racing. I think it's like six episodes before they got told to stop because it was called something else. Um, Hence is why it became cease and desist. It was a great show. I had a couple guest appearances where they made fun of me on it. Um, yeah, then you got Pedal Power, uh, Motorsports Alley. Um, I think that's it. Rogers at Delaware. Rogers at Delaware, Delaware. GeForce TV. Yeah, GeForce TV. I know Piero has been talking with Kojiko. Um, That'd be a great partnership. I feel like though, for any tracks looking at it, I think to do a TV deal has to be live, because has if to be. the t- 
if the TV is going to come out after someone like Stronko or Pedal Power, the ratings will not be there. No, because everyone's already well watched them the next day. You may as well watch. The only thing the, you may not videos. get is the is the audio. Like you'll just keep, maybe hear the cars. That's it. But here's the thing: is pedal power's got to the point where you can hear the rate the announcer. The, and stuff yeah, they have the stuff. announcer plug in now. What I've been really enjoying lately, um, shout out to this guy is uh, Jordan Buster's videos where he's oh. uh, spotting for Benedict or Zardo or stuff. Do I need the... a full season of that? Like Jordan, I don't know if you listen to this once again, but we need more content. We I, need, I love the we, one we were. I've been trying to get him on lane. the show. I would love for him to come on because I want to talk. To, I want to hear the spotter perspective on how he handles himself and what a guy like Lane Zardo needs from him as a spotter. What Danny Benedict as well as LP Dumoulin need to hear from him. Yeah, like I think it's very individual. Like Lane is a very. I don't want to say this where Lane gets mad at me, but <laughs> Lane is very fearless. I think is the best word I can put it without uh, being in trouble. And yeah. sometimes he needs to be calmed down where I feel like Danny Bedick is very methodical. Um, and sometimes he needs the, Hey, you, you need to get going. Um, and LP Dillon, I don't know him well enough to make any assumptions. Um, I'm sorry if Danny or Lane are, start mad at me for those but like that's the best word i could use on camera um and there are big words too i can't spell them <laughs> but uh yeah we, it's one we need more spotter content that is for damn sure i i think so like there's a bunch of drivers getting youtubes now um to release blogs and well not blogs vlogs i guess to call them and stuff like that yeah like Ryan Dyson. See... yeah garrett's got garrett too so garrett yeah or something like that um i enjoyed garrett's race day vlogs a little bit a because i'd like to find out if he's talking trash about me but he never did um but like it it, it kind of gives you what their thought process is going into a weekend and stuff like that and sometimes like you you catch it i'd love to see if they can include less like talking about their day and now include something like a, a spotter conversation. Like, obviously I can't do that because I'd have to have a spotter, but like, I want to yeah, like, uh, whenever I see these, I want to see more shop content into what leads up to the race. I don't need three videos about a race weekend. I want a video showcasing me what you did over the weekend, but I want content throughout the week of like what you did in the shop uh, and break down how your race weekend wins. You know what I just thought of? Uh-oh, that's not a good idea. This could be dangerous. Yeah, it would be. Like, I know it is. What if each track could do like a radioactive segment each week? I by, rules, by rules, all tracks are supposed to get our radio frequencies that we use for spotting. Now, if you took a Stronco like video and were and able the to spotter take, like, content, and like obviously you can't post the swearing and stuff like that, and you'd have to obviously. But I think that at the same time may make people think a little more rationally if Big Brother's like listening in the middle of the race. A hundred percent. Because have you ever watched the NASCAR I have ones? Said some, they don't care. I 
I have said some dumb things over the radio, which if they came to light a day would be pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you, I say it because I know it's only me and my spot are laughing about it. <laughs> like I remember singing Baby Shark over the spot, the radio one day, making him do the dance in the spotter stand. Oh, and God. like nobody else knows what's going on. So he just looks like he's nuts. <laughs> but yeah, like I think that'd be huge if even if drivers could work with the track to do it. Um, because I feel like that would be some good promotional because that would kind of bring your uh your much music corner thing into it too, yeah. right? If if you get like the radioactive and that's your promo for the next week of you hear this guy like the hell is he doing? He's and like all of a sudden that's like your you get your content of these guys racing side by side yelling at each other over the radio. I think that's a whole new promo. Oh yeah. And then that's something that tracks can use to to draw people out like we want it people as much as people don't want to hear it they want to hear it because they want to see what happens next week why do you think that's drivers don't want the drama yeah the drivers don't want the drama but the fans love it that the fans the 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 announcers they all love it um honestly as always we're we're gonna have to do another one later on because like i said we can make this a four-hour program no like Without hesitation, we can always make this a four-hour program. <laughs> I'm still supposed to be back for my second like appearance on the on the podcast, just like talk about the rest of my stories and stuff like that. And and I keep bringing you on for guest spots for random reasons. <laughs> oh my god, right. that it's... just means I get to come on again. Exactly, you're always you're. We always have an open spot for you, bud. But uh, I'm gonna get you out of here so we can uh, finish off. Uh, the, actually, we're gonna end this right here, right, pretty much right here. So, where can they fi- uh, find you on social media? So, listen so to the Feeny media, call you can... and well, yourself. You find me on the Feeny. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, the Feeny call is on Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcast, YouTube. Um, I have a Facebook page that I basically let you manage. Um, <laughs> that's the Feeny call on Facebook. And then for my racing, I have Beefy Motorsports or my personal page on Facebook. Um, I think I have an Instagram. Not 100% sure. You um, do. I don't think you use it. Because I've tagged you I, there. I, I think it's just honestly, the same as my TikTok I haven't used much lately. I do think I'm going to get more into TikTok if I'm not racing as much next year. Um, but yeah, so that's my social media stuff. I used to have a website. I don't remember what it is now. Um, and yeah, if all goes well, you might see me racing autumn colors. Well, after we get off here, you're going to have to tell me a little bit more about that. But uh, you make sure you guys follow along to with Joe Media Promotions by following us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, as well as joemedia.ca for all your latest updates. We got driver updates. We got driver um we can see who the latest uh, guest is on the podcast. You guys can also see the Feeny call. We also have a page under the podcast section. We do have a page for him there. Um, go check it out. Check out our supporters. Uh, it, they wouldn't, it, our seasons aren't possible without them. So uh, thank you everyone for listening to the Feeny call true North racing podcast crossover episode. You guys probably didn't want, but you got it anyways. So for Brandon Feeney, I'm John Morrison. We'll see you guys next time.
Next time we'll be cooking with Jomo. <laughs> Cars zooming by, ayy. True North racing. Let's go.